0: Today is November the 11th, and you are listening to the Reading Through the Bible Together podcast. My name is Blake Farley, and today's Old Testament reading comes to us from Ezekiel chapter 23, and we're going to be reading out of the New Living Translation, NLT. Ezekiel chapter 23, beginning in verse 1. This message came to me from the Lord Son of man, once there were two sisters who were daughters of the same mother, they became prostitutes in Egypt. Even as young girls, they allowed men to fondle their breasts. The older girl was named Oholah, and her sister was Olahaba. I married them, and they bore me sons and daughters. I am speaking of Samaria and Jerusalem, for Oholah is Samaria, and Oholobah is Jerusalem. Then Oholah lusted after other lovers instead of me, and she gave her love to the Assyrian officers. They were all attractive, young men captains and commanders dressed in handsome blue, charioteers driving their horses, and so she prostituted herself with the most desirable men of Assyria, worshipping their idols and defiling herself. For when she left Egypt, she did not leave her spirit of prostitution behind. She was still as lewd as in her youth, when the Egyptians slept with her, fondled her breast, and used her as a prostitute. (laughs) Okay, I want to pause here to make sure we're all on the same page, because this is a doozy of a reader. Uh, what God is doing here through Ezekiel the prophet is uh, a parable, just like Jesus does in the New Testament, where he tells the story uh, to to try to point out hypocrisies. And in this story, he is calling Jerusalem uh, and uh, and Samaria his. he's using an example of of two girls to, to show what Samaria and Jerusalem have done, especially that they have prostituted themselves out. So in other words, they've loved other things Uh, made other things God above uh, the God who had saved them. And he says from the time they were young, meaning from really the very beginning of God's promise to them, uh, they've always struggled with idols and uh, following other leaders and not trusting solely in God. So that's what's going on here. Verse 9. And so I handed her over to her Assyrian lovers, whom she desired so much. They stripped her, took away her children as their slaves, and then killed her. After she received her punishment, her reputation was known to every woman in the land. Yet... Even though Abulah saw what had happened to Oholah, her sister, she followed right in her footsteps, and she was even more depraved, abandoning herself to her lust and prostitution. She fawned over all the Assyrian officers, those captains and commanders in handsome uniforms, those charioteers driving their horses, all of them attractive young men. I saw the way she was going, defiling herself just like her older sister. Then she carried her prostitution even further. She fell in love with pictures that were painted on a wall, pictures of Babylonian military officers outfitted in striking red uniforms. Handsome belts encircled their waist, and flowing turbans crowned their heads. They were dressed like chariot officers from the land of Babylonia. When she saw these paintings, she longed to give herself to them. So she sent messengers to Babylonia to invite them to come to her. So they came and committed adultery with her. "'defiling her in the bed of love. "'After being defiled, however, she rejected them in disgust. "'In the same way, I became disgusted with Obalah "'and rejected her, just as I had rejected her sister, "'because she flaunted herself before them "'and gave herself to satisfy their lust. "'Yet she turned to even greater prostitution, "'remembering her youth when she was a prostitute in Egypt. "'She lusted after lovers with Gentiles as large as donkeys,' and emissions like those of a horse. And so, Obalah, you relieved your, relived your former days as a young girl in Egypt when you first allowed your breast to be fondled. Very uh, explicit picture <laughs> that is being painted here. Verse 22. Therefore, Oulaba, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I will send your lovers against you from every direction, those very nations from which you turned away in disgust. For... The Babylonians will come with all the chateleers from Pekod and Shoah and Koa, and all the Assyrians will come with them, handsome young captains, commanders, chariot officers, and other high-ranking officers, all riding their horses. They will all come against you from the north with chariot, chariots, wagons, and a great army prepared for an attack. They will take up position on every side, surrounding you with men armed with shields and helmets, and I will hand you over to them for punishment so they can do with you as they please. I will turn my jealous anger against you, and they will deal harshly with you. They will cut off your nose and ears, and any survivors will then be slaughtered by the sword. Your children will be taken away as captives, and everything that is left will be burned. They will strip you of your beautiful clothes and jewels. In this way, I will put a stop to the lewdness and prostitution you brought from Egypt." You will never again cast longing eyes on those things or fondly remember your time in Egypt. For this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I will surely hand you over to your enemies, to those you loathe, to those you rejected. They will treat you with hatred and rob you of all you own, leaving you stark naked. The shame of your prostitution will be exposed to all the world. You brought all this on yourself by prostituting yourselves to other nations, defiling yourself with all their idols. Because you have followed in your sister's footsteps, I will force you to drink the same cup of terror she drank. Yes, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. You will drink from your sister's cup of terror, a cup that is large and deep. It is filled to the brim with scorn and derision. Drunkenness and anguish will fill you, for your cup is filled to the brim with distress and desolation. The same cup your sister Samaria drank, you will drain that cup of terror to the very bottom. Then you will smash it to pieces and beat your breast in anguish. I, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. And because you have forgotten me and turned your back on me, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. You must bear the consequences of all your lewdness and prostitution. The Lord said to me, Son of man, you must accuse Ola and Obolah of all their detestable sins. They have committed both adultery and murder. Adultery by worshipping idols and murder by burning as sacrifices the children they bore to me. Furthermore, they have defiled my temple and violated my Sabbath day. On the very day that they sacrificed their children to their idols, they boldly came into my temple to worship. They came in and defiled my house. You sisters sent messengers to distant lands to get men. Then, when they arrived, you bathed yourselves, painted your eyelids, and put on your finest jewels for them. You sat with them on a beautifully embroidered couch and put my incense and my special oil on a table. That was spread before you. From your room came the sound of many men carousing. They were lustful men and drunkards from the wilderness. Who put bracelets on your wrist and beautiful crowns on your heads. Then I said, if they really want to have sex with old worn out prostitutes like these, let them. And that is what they did. They had sex with Ohola and Oholabalai. These shameless prostitutes. But righteous people will judge these sister cities for what they really are. Adulterers and murderers. Now this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Bring an army against them, and hand them over to be terrorized and plundered. For their enemies will stone them and kill them with swords. They will butcher their sons and daughters and burn their homes. In this way I will put an end to lewdness and idolatry in the land. And my judgment will be a warning to all women not to follow your wicked example. You will be fully repaid for all your prostitution, your worship of idols. Yes, you will suffer the full penalty. Then you will know that I am the sovereign Lord. This concludes our Old Testament reading in the book of Ezekiel. Really wish Ezekiel would have chosen some easier names for that parable than Ola and Olaba, um, but, but it is what it is. So moving into our New Testament reading, that is neither here nor there. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 18 through 39. This is Hebrews chapter 10, beginning with verse 18. And when sins have been forgiven, there is no need to offer any more sacrifices. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean, and our bodies have been washed with pure water. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works, and let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Dear friends, if we deliberately continue sinning after we have received knowledge of the truth, There is no longer any sacrifice that will cover these sins. There is only the tangible expectation of God's judgment and the raging fire that will consume His enemies. For anyone who refuses to obey the law of Moses was put to death without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Just think how much worse the punishment will be for those who have trampled on the Son of God and have treated the blood of the covenant which made us holy as if it were common and unholy and have insulted and disdained the Holy Spirit brings God God's mercy to us for we know the one who said I will take revenge I will pay them back he also said the Lord will judge his own people it is a terrible thing to fall into the hands of a living God think back on those early days when you first learned about Christ remember how you remained faithful even though it meant terrible suffering sometimes you were exposed to public ridicule and were beaten and sometimes you helped others who were suffering the same things You suffered along with those who were thrown into jail. And when all you owned was taken from you, you accepted it with joy. You knew there were better things waiting for you that will last forever. So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great things it brings you, the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now, so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that He has promised. For in just a little while the coming one will come and not delay and my righteous ones will live by faith. But I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. But we are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. We are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved. That concludes our New Testament reading, moving into our Proverbs reading for the day, and it is Proverbs chapter 27, verse 13. Get security from someone who guarantees a stranger's debt. Get a deposit if he does it for foreigners. And finally, we will be reading Psalm 109 in a posture of prayer. This is the 109th Psalm. For the choir director, a Psalm of David. Verse 1. O God, whom I praise, don't stand silent and aloof while the wicked slander me and tell lies about me. They surround me with hateful words and fight against me for no reason. I love them, but they try to destroy me with accusations, even as I am praying for them. They repay evil for good and hatred for my love. They say, get an evil person to turn against him. Send an accuser to bring him to trial. When his case comes up for judgment, let him be pronounced guilty. Count his prayers as sins. Let his years be few. Let someone else take his position. May his children become fatherless and his wife a widow. May his children wander as beggars and be driven from their ruined homes. May creditors seize his entire estate, and strangers take all he has earned. Let no one be kind to him. Let no one pity his fatherless children. May all his offspring die. May his family's name be blotted out in the next generation. May the Lord never forget the sins of his fathers. May his mother's sins never be erased from the record. May the Lord always remember these sins, and may his name disappear from our human memory. For he refused all kindness to others. He persecuted the poor and needy, and he hounded the brokenhearted to death. He loved to curse others, now you curse him. He never blessed others, and now you don't bless him. Cursing is as natural to him as is his clothing, or the water he drinks, or the rich food he eats. Now may his curses return and cling to him like clothing. May they be tied around him like a belt. May those curses become the Lord's punishment for my accusers who speak evil of me. But deal well with me, O sovereign Lord, for the sake of your own reputation. Rescue me, because you are so faithful and good. For I am poor and needy, and my heart is full of pain. I am fading like a shadow at dusk. I am brushed off like a locust. My knees are weak from fasting, and I am skin and bones. I am a joke to people everywhere. When they see me, they shake their heads in scorn. Help me, O Lord my God. Save me because of your unfailing love. Let them see that this is your doing, that you yourself have done it, Lord. Then let them curse me if they like, but you will bless me. When they attack me, they will be disgraced, but I, your your servant, will go right on rejoicing. May my accusers be clothed with disgrace. May their humiliation cover them like a cloak. But I will give repeated thanks to the Lord, praising him to everyone. For he stands beside the needy, ready to save them from those who condemn them. Lord, I join the psalmist, and I pray that I would be the type of person who would give repeated thanks to you. I want to praise everybody to you because of what you've done for me through Jesus. He lived the life I couldn't live. He died the death I deserve to die so that I might be made right with you so that I can boldly enter your throne room without any guilt or shame because it's already been taken care of in Jesus. And Lord, I have a future hope because of what you've done for me through Jesus. I have a hope that Jesus will return and rule as a king in a perfect universe where there is no more sin, sickness, pain, or death in me or in the world. And Lord, I am so excited for that day. And I have confidence that that day will come because you've already done it once in Jesus, raising him from death on the third day. Lord, and I am thankful for who you are. You are the one who stands beside the needy, ready to save us from those who condemn us. Lord Jesus, we love you and we praise you. Amen. Well, friends, thank you again for joining me for today's reading, and I hope to see you back here tomorrow for another day of reading through the Bible together.